0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, Bezal we will be learning Dafkofyrin Bava Bavakama. It's good to be back. Thank you, Barry. Regards from Jack spam from Boca Raton. Thank you to Seth Grossman who set us up and our lovely hosts, um, who had us over there. And Rebecca from Goldberg at, and, uh, and company. We are, it is a little actually morose. We're learning Leela Nishimas, always Rav Chaim Zev Linowitz. Also, um, a fallen soldier, um, Maoz Morel, uh, Son of a dear our dear friends Aton and Varda Morel um demo all every loss of uh life in this struggle is a tragedy, and when it hits close to home, it is that much more so Varda formerly Varda Linzer from Silver Spring, and uh all these are people who we know and when it's somebody you know Barry, they're fighting for us to be able to do this right. It's not even indirect, right? They're fighting for the Jewish people. And um, this is obviously a very, very whole neshamah. When it's a kid that you've seen run around uh, as a child, um, it definitely hits close to home. So I think his Leviah is happening as we speak, something like that. Uh, yeah, we should hear Yeshuas. It should be Yeshuas for all of Kali Israel. And you know, this so, is, so I guess, what well, can we do, Barry? But this is why this is why we all fight. So we should be able to do this. So we're going to do our best to do this stuff. You ready? or Uh How do we get here? Minayin So here we go. How do we know that a kohen can offer his own carbon anytime, whenever he wants? What does this mean? It means like this. Typically, in the in the base of Mikdash, there were what's called mishmaros. As right, there were rotations. So we'll call it like on-call or on-duty as opposed to off-duty. So if, let's say, it's the family Cohen's turn, can right can cats come and bring a carbun if he wants to? What would be a scenario where, where he would want to? First of all, how do we get onto this? Our mission on Kuf Chesem and Beis, we're talking about a horrible situation when the son steals from his father and then the father dies, right? You always have to pay back. There is a tshuva process. You have to pay back. Um, and do Teshuva but the father died he didn't have an opportunity to pay back his father when he was on his road back so he had to pay the father's estate but what if the father has no estate what do you mean the father was a convert oh well if the father was a convert and the only people left is this convert and his son so how is the son who is the son going to pay how is he going to be able to do this Teshuva right for this now mind you Rabbi Kiva holds so what do you do? You still pay. You pay the kohanim. That's an amazing chuva, right? In other words, Rabbi Kiva says, in the absence of being able to pay anybody else, Rabbi Kiva would say, you pay the kohanim. It's in that context, we started to talk about a conversation of the rights of the kohanim, of the off-duty kohanim, right? What, are, what other scenarios do kohanim get things when they're kind of like, that are not really part of their regular schedule, okay? So here you have a non-regular scheduled kohanim. And he can bring a garment. Where do we know that? Back in the Gemara, Talmud Dalmar, five lines up in the bottom of Kaf two dots, Uva, Okay, so there's a pasuk, right? And the pasuk describes that the Cohen can can bring whatever his soul desires. I mean, to or So it says whenever his soul desires, which means even when he's off duty. That's where the pasuk is V'sheres V'shem That's in Devarim Yudches. Okay. How do you know, here avodosa means the meat. Okay, so the meat and the skin also belongs, meaning he could take it. In other words, again, an off-duty, so to speak, Kohen, it's not his mishmar, is bringing the carbon, and he's also eating the carbon and taking the skin home. It says, the, 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 the kadashav should be for him in that context, right? Just to say, he gets to keep whatever he has from the korban. Okay, so because so, what would ever be the case where this would happen? The answer there was, let's say a khan was himself a bal mum. We know that an a bal mum is not allowed to do the avoda, but he's allowed to eat from the avoda. Okay, so im mishmar. So then he can't do the avoda. So what is he going to do? He's going to ask somebody, one of the kohanim that's on duty, to bring the korban on his behalf. But he gets to keep the meat. In other words, you need a pusuk to teach you at Kodesh Loha, yeah, because if it is his Mishmar, then of course he gets to keep the meat. That's what the Kohanim do. They bring the karbonas and they, and they eat the meat and they keep the skins. So why would you need a pusuk In what context do you need a pusuk to say that you, that, that, the, uh, that you get to keep the meat? The answer is even when you're not doing the avoda. There's a scenario where you get to keep the meat. When are you not doing the voda? If you're a balmum, you're balmum. You appoint someone that's on duty, so to speak, to do the korban for you, and then you still as are, are considered the bala korban, even though you weren't able to bring it, and you get to keep the meat. So as we turn to Kufyud, it says, and the converse. Vimayozaken achole, azaken achole. Here it's assuming, as Rashi says, isroila avoda. Azaken achole is allowed to bring <in> the kohen, <language> unlike levim like myself, who age out of certain jobs, the Kohanim do not. They only age out once they physically are incapable of doing the, the avoda. So he could do the avoda, as Rashi explains. However, he's so old that he can't eat. What do you mean he can't eat? We'll see. But, it, right? but if you're too old or sick to eat the, the Korbanos, but not to bring the Korbanos, here it's talking about you're going to give the meat to which Kohanim. No. So what's going on? He's too sick. He's not a Balmum. Right, he's fine to do the Avoda. So what is he giving? So, he's not going to do the Avoda. Even though he could, because of the fact that he cannot eat it, he's going to appoint and when he's appointing, he's actually going to appoint anyone. As Rashi explains, In other words, he's a fascinating idea. If you're a Balmum, you can't even appoint a Shaliach. You have to give it to somebody who's on duty. But if you can do the avoda, so then, since you can do it, that gives you the ability to appoint somebody else to do it on your behalf. It's fascinating. But that's the, it's converse, right? Because there, since you can't eat it, so you can't, you're not gonna appoint somebody to eat it, that's not how it works. You can appoint somebody, so you can bring the korban, so you can appoint anyone, even if they're off duty, to do the korban for you, but the meat, and the food is gonna, and, the, and the skins will go to the kohanim on duty, right? The anche mishmar, right? Because he cannot uh, appoint a shaliyach for that since he himself cannot do that. The Gemara is gonna say, what kind of zakin achola are we talking about? If he, in fact, could do the avoda, so then may, maybe he should keep, see, avoda here means two different things. Here means if he could do the avoda, which means he could do, bring the carbon, then the avodasa, the meat, Right, then he should be able to keep the meat and the hides. Why does he have to give it to the Mishmar? And if he can't perform the Avodah, then how is he appointing Eshaliyah? So, what was the case? So, Amar of Papa, Papa is explaining. In other words, why would the Lacha be uh, saying two different things? It should be that whoever can bring a carbon. Should be able to appoint somebody to bring it and eat it. And if they can't bring a carbon, then they can't bring, appoint somebody to bring it and eat it. But I'll say it outside first. The answer here is he can bring the carbon and he just can't really eat it. So he can appoint somebody to bring the carbon and he can't appoint somebody to eat it. That has to be eaten by the Mishmar. It's as simple as that. But the Gemara is struggling with like, what's the, what's the physical reality here? How can you bring a carbon and not eat it? So if Papa's explaining, that everything's hard for him, right? He's a very, very old or sick person, and so because she, he can actually do the avoda, and because she, he can also eat. You now, the physical reality is that it's very difficult for him to both do the avoda and to eat. However, there's a difference between force feeding yourself and force doing the avoda. The the avoda is a very results-oriented game, right? If you manage to do it, even with difficulty, you've done it, right? Either you've done the avoda or you're not. So avoda, when you're doing it with difficulty, it's still considered avoda. It's not a half avoda, it's you it's fine. It's, it's not a pagam in the avoda. And therefore for that, he can appoint a he Ah, but eating is not necessarily, right? judged by whether you're able to get it down your throat, Barry. Eating is something where if you have to force it down, that's what's called achila gasa, right? And Rashi has an explanation here. You get a whole sugya here. Shonof Katsaba, right? The last wide line, right? When eating without any appetite whatsoever is not eating, as their gemar continues to say, v'achila gasa lav klumhu. Ah, so avoda that you do with difficulty is still avoda because you did it, results-oriented. Getting the food down your throat, if you have no desire or appetite for it, is not considered a and therefore Mishumhachi Avadosov or la mishmar. And it is for that reason that even though it's the same physical reality with respect to the avoda and the eating, that it's done bikoshi, right? It's done with with difficulty. Doing avoda with difficulty works. Eating with difficulty does not count as eating, and it is for that reason that he has to give the food and the skins to the anche Mishmar. Tosus here does discuss. Is that categorically true, that every time it's Achila Gasa, it's not considered something? Would you say that you can eat Achila Gasa on Yom Kippur? Would you say that you can eat Achila, right? He, he goes, he goes to the, these idea, and he finishes off with the last lines in that, tells us the Shteh Achilos, Gassos, who, a brisker Shteh Dinim thing, where there's Achila Gasa and there's Achila Gasa. Sometimes you don't have the greatest appetite, but it would still be considered Achila. Sometimes it's, it has to be like real, real bad for it not to be considered achila, et etc, right? So it, it would be a little bit case-dependent uh, in that regard. So it's not necessarily categorical. There's shades of different uh, gradations here, but that's, that's the idea here of that coin. Vida is May 11, 11 lines, down. coin me Okay. Now we're talking about a coin who's on duty. He's part of the Mishmar. But he's Tame, and he has to bring a carbon, like the, he has to bring like the carbon, uh, or whatever, Shal for, he's bringing one of the communal offerings. He can give it to any coin, and to do it. In other words, he's Tame. So what's going on? He can't eat it, Bituma. That's what Rashi's explaining. Right? Yocholat Krivu. This is amazing idea, as Rashi explains. He can he can he is allowed to bring the korban. Why korban doches This is what we called tumah hutra You've heard that question, and Chanukah. So one of the one of the things that tumah hutra b'tzibur means that when you are tameh as a kohen, if you're doing it for the communal korban, you're allowed to bring that korban. Okay, so that, therefore shdeich nami Matsyavid says Rashi he can actually you can point a shdeich. However, korban tibur babetumah ain nechal that's something that we learned already in Pesachin, Anayivel v'mevez, right? That you can bring that korban, but you certainly can't eat betumah, right? You're allowed to. That's what tumah hachir means, right? Eating it is a more individual thing, so that you cannot do when you're tummy. So here again is a case where what he can bring it, but he can't eat it, and therefore what no shlachol mishir. So it'll be the same halacha as the zakein and the chol, wouldn't it, right? Because he can appoint somebody to bring the korban. But the avoda is Orola Anshe Mishmar. But who gets the, uh, uh, the meat and the skin? The anche Mishmar. And again, the Gemara asks, Hei The Gemara is going to ask a similar question it did by the Chalant Zaken. It's a Mimanov like, Shach, right? It's Iid to If there are Tahar Kohanim in that Mishmar, so then why are we letting Tame Kohanim do this avoda? After all, let the Tahar ones do it. In the absence of tahar ones, okay, so then tumah hotshe But if there's tahar ones, they should be doing it. I and mean, if there's nobody tahar to do it in the mishmar, then of course Avodavatar v'talancha mishmar. And how are you giving the avodah? What are you giving to the ancha mishmar? They're to also, right? The they knew. velomatzu achli says the gemara, right? They're also. So what's the case? Am a rava uh, rava is going to come to the rescue ema lebali move into hor and of mishmar. The case must be. That they are, like what you we were saying before, that in the Mishmar they're Bali Mumim. So that is the reason why they can't bring the Korban. So that's why he's going to appoint Kalmishi Yirtsa. Right? However, they're tar, Right? A Balmum, that's not, doesn't make him Tame. A bal mum just means that he has a defect, but he, but he could still be Ta'r, He still goes in Mikvah. Therefore, he can't eat it. So it's a wild case, right? You have a guy who, you have the entire Mishmar somehow are Bali Mumim. Right, it's like a family filled with dif- uh, people with some sort of mum, but they're a tahor. So in that particular case, if a person were to come, right, and he was Tameh, then like sort of there, each one is bringing something to the table. The Tameh guy can still bring the carbon, because Tomeh and these, Balimum Tawharim, can eat it, okay. So now What's going on with the coin Gadol Oinen? So the Rashi explains. A Kohen Gadol, when he's he has if, if he's in a situation when he himself has to bring the korban, he can still do the avoda. That's the halacha, but he can't eat it, as we'll see. Right? An onen, that's a Kohen Gadol, can continue to do the avoda, but he's, because of his status of avelus, he cannot eat the, uh, he, he's not allowed to eat the meat, so what should he do? So, because he can bring the avoda, he can appoint somebody else to do the Avoda. And he's going to give, right, the meat and the skins onto to the Mishmar because he cannot eat it, so he's giving it to the Mishmar. Now we are actually sticking along with all of our principles, right? He's allowed to appoint whatever he can himself do, and then whatever he can't, he gives over. So, my kamash milan, so the question is, what are we learning here? These are all principles that we already know. So as the Gemara, Tanina? We already learned in the b'risa. Koin Gadol Makriv Ain, right? That's a straight-up b'risa of what we just said. That when he's in a state of aninus, Rahman al he can bring a carbonus, but he can't eat it. There's just in a little detail here, Rashi points out, that aninus is technically over at Shkia, but he can't eat from what was brought during the day. That's all that means, right? In other words, it was brought during the day. And even though now Shkian and his Zaninus is technically over, he still can't eat it. Okay. But be that as it may, the point is he's makrev ve'ena ochel. So says the Gemara. So we haven't learned anything by, by pointing out that that which he can do, he can appoint. That which he can't do, he can't. So says the Gemara. So, when do we have, so to speak, mercy and leniency on the kohen Gadol, right? in order to offer the sacrifice himself, you might think that, yeah, let him, you know, he's in a, obviously in a bad state, let him bring the korban himself, but like, you know, that's just a special dispensation for him. But it's not like to the point where he can do it and he can send an agent, right? Kamash Malan, Sir is teaching us that, no, that not only can the korban, the kohen gadol bring the korban himself in a state of Aninus, he can also appoint a shaliach in a state of Aninus. That's what it means over there. By the way, I stayed by Dr. Yehuda and Michal Marcus. So thank you to Yehuda and Michal Marcus for hosting us in Boca. Know you know they who are. they are? They used to live in the TNAC area. That could be. That could be. Okay. He does a special, he's a dermatologist, specialist. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so now we get to the Mishnah. Hagozel S. hager. Okay. This is uh, this is a, a terrible thing to do. Guy becomes a ger, okay, converts, and somebody robs a ger. This is this is sad. Okay, Balo, of course, swears up and down that he didn't do it. So obviously he's not in a good place, this thief. Umais. And then the convert dies. So this is a childless convert uh, who had some money, and you stole from him, and you swore that you didn't do it. And then, so what are you going to do? Harazim raise Shalem, karen v'chomesh kohanim and you have to pay the karen v'chomesh this is another example there's nobody else you can pay the k- so again this is going to be like Rabbi Akiva right you're paying the karen v'chomesh to the kohanim who else are you going to pay it to right because there are no heirs right and then you bring the korban asham, because as we know by geneva you pay kefel we're learning Gozo. it's about time we mentioned this uh, by geneva you pay kefel by gezelah Right, you pay chomesh and you bring a carbon asham. So you bring the carbon asham, and you pay karen v'chomesh. You don't have any heirs to pay the karen chomesh to, so you're going to pay the karen chomesh to the kohanim. Fine. So says the Gemara. It uh, says the Mishnah rather. Shneamar, because it says in the pasuk. Vim la ish elav. In other words, where do we get these halachas? We get it straight out of the Bible, Barry. It says. Midbar. Parshish Naso, right? It's talking all about these Kohanim, and he says if you if you uh parake pasukhes, pet pasukhes, when I So it says uh v'im vem vem ein laishko el ashiva shama el love. Ashama hamu shav la sham kohen mivad i lucky ba el love. What? It's el. Yeah, yeah, we have a balcarire. v'im vem ein laishko el ashiva shama el First of all, what does that mean? It says, that means if you have no heir, right, that you can return it to. So what do you do? It says, it's for Hashem, for the Kohen. Milvad El, I don't know what I said, but, but you corrected me correct, correctly. Milvad El HaKiparim Asher Yechaper Boalav. What does that mean? It means that you give it to the Kohanim, aside from the right the, ale, the, the Ram, right, which you bring, which he's going to provide as atonement for you. Okay, so the fact of the matter is, Barry knows how to lane this very nicely, but the question is, what does the pusuk even mean? What does it mean when it says, when you can't give to to the person, you can't bring it back? So it says to give the Kohanim, so that's what the commissioner is explaining, that if you have no, if there's a Ger with no heirs, mind you, if he's not a Ger, so then you give it to the uncles, the brothers, you find somebody in the family tree to give it to. That's the point. But this is the guy who converted, so he has no, no past. Right? He's Katan And he has no children. So he's alone, like a lone soldier in the world. And he dies, there's nobody to give it to. So then you give it to the Kohanim. Okay? So it says, We mainly. So now we know what the Pasuk means. That's what it means. That the Korban Ashram goes to the Kohanim. So that continuation of the Pasuk means, that's what it means. Aside from the El HaKippurim, which is going to provide. Atonement for him. So everything else goes to the Kohanim, the Karen and the Chomesh, and then the Ashram goes to the Mizbeach. So continues the Mishnah. So now the sequence is important. <laughs> you have to pay back the money, and then you bring the Korban Ashram. So this is all part of atonement, right? You're, you're, you're bringing back the Korban, and you, so what's going to happen? Umes. So the robber now is, start, is on his way back, literally and figuratively, to your Shalim to do the Tshuva, and then he dies en route. Uh oh. So then, Akasa Finosin Levanov. So, as Rashi explains, the Goslin died before he got a chance to complete his Shuva. Okay? So now, it's like, what's the point? He's not going to get the Shuva anyway, so you may as well keep the money. <laughs> it's an unbelievable thing, right? In other words, there's no Kapara, came in the Mesle. There's no Kapara here, right? He's not going to bring the korban, and he's, and giving the money to the kohanim isn't going to help him, and we'll see in the Gemara already tomorrow what this means. But the point is, if he's not going to get the kapara, what would be the point of giving the money? Isn't that amazing, right? Because the children didn't do anything, so they don't need the kapara. <laughs> you know, so so that's an amazing halacha. We'll see. For uh, this is an amazing thing. The Asham uh, gets laid out to pasture. We've seen this already that you you graze it grazes until it develops a blemish and then you it right? When it gets that blemish, then you could sell it and the proceeds will go to Tztaka, right? Because you can't bring, makar of it as a korban because he there is no ba'al hakorban to get kapara anymore. So you can't bring it as a korban, you see? But it's been designated as an usham, So you can't just, like, bring it back to Wasserman and Lumberger, right? Because it's been designated as an ashram. So what are you going to do? So you lay it out the pasture. We'll see. That's for an ashram. For achatas, it's more severe. For achatas, you have to kill that chattas. You have to kill that animal, okay? And then what happens if he managed to get there in time to pay back the money? And then he died, before he got to bring the carbon? So then, so then, once the money's been given, then you can't take the money back. Why? That's the hemshech of that. That's the continuation of that pasuk. That once you give it to the kohen, it re- it is retained by the kohanim. Okay. Then continues the mishnah, uh, very specifically with regards to the mishmaros. So Rashi explains that Yarev was the first of these mishmaros. Okay. So let's say you gave the money to the first mishmar, which is what you're supposed to do, and then for whatever reason you waited to give the yasham to the next mishmar. Yotze. But your yote, in other words, even though you didn't give it to the same one, it's an amazing thing. In other words, really the karbonim, the kohanim are doing service, right? They're providing a service thing, which is that they're bringing karbonos for you. Technically, they want to eat the karbonos also, right? Once they're, so, so once they're doing the service, they want to be able to eat it. In this particular case, the money was given to one uh, mishmar and then the work was given to the next mishmar. So that's okay. You could do that, even though the next mishmar is working. That's okay, even though they're not the one that got the money. That'll work because it was in the right sequence. However, Asham leoyarvikesefliyada—that's a problem. In other words, you can't bring the carbon before you return the money, Barry. Right. So here he's bringing the carbon to the first mishmar and the kesef to the subsequent mishmar. So now it's going to matter. Imkiyama Asham. If the carbon wasn't brought yet, right? So in other words, the first mishmar has the carbon and they didn't bring it yet. So that's okay. If that's true, then then what we're going to just say is take, we're going to take this animal, we're going to take it from the first Mishmar and we're going to say thank you very much, but you can't bring the carbon until the money's paid back. That's the sequence of the tshuva, you understand? First, pay back the money. Now you can bring a carbon and complete your tshuva process. So you can't bring the carbon first and then pay back the money. So... This has, that's why we're getting into the sequence of the mishmaros because you can't do it out of sequence where you give them the korban. So if you do it out of sequence, the earlier mishmar will have to give it to the later mishmar, give it the animal, the imlo. But if the first mishmar already offered it, right, and, and that animal is dead, it's been brought up before the money was paid back, then yachzir Yavi asham acher. It just did not work. You didn't give it to the right mishmar in the right sequence. So then pay back the money, and now you have to bring another korban asham. Because Shamevi Achlo Hevi Ashamo That once he because after all, a person who's doing truva for his robbery, right, he's not yotse, right? Until before he brings the carbon. However, Ashamo Lo Yotze. But if you actually bring the Korban before you actually return the money, you're not Yotze. That's the bottom line. Okay, and then finishing off the mission that if all you brought back was the principal, but you didn't give the chomesh, so then the chomesh itself is not gonna hold back as tshuva. So let's say you brought the karen to the kohanim. As Rashi spells out, you would still, you'd be able to bring the asham after that, right? So the sequence is the money and then the asham, but that does not refer to all the money. If you did not bring the surcharge if you, of chomesh, if you only brought the principal back and brought the korban, it's still the proper sequence. You should pay the karen later, as Rashi explained. You have to be mashlem that. But, I'm sorry, the, uh, the chomesh. You'll have to pay the chomesh, but the chomesh is not going to ruin the sequence whereby you'd have to bring an Asham again because of the fact that you brought the ashram before you paid the, the, the uh, extra chomesh surcharge. That is only applicable to the actual right principle. Okay. So now we're in the Gemara Tanar Back to the Pasuk. The word ashram is ambiguous in the Pasuk. It doesn't seem ambiguous, right? But, mainly Right, Go'el ha hashiv ha-asham elav. Well, the question is, what is this asham? Is it the actual korban asham? Or is it the money? See, asham really means like he's his fault, right? It's, it's really the tshuva. Satana rabanan, asham Karen, hamushav z'chomesh, that the Pasuk is alluding to the fact that the asham, it says that the karen he has to pay back and the mushav in that Pasuk is saying that's referring to the extra... Uh, right, 25%. The extra one fifth surcharge. Or maybe it's referring to the actual animal, to the carbon. So asking Mar, why are we asking you? Because this we have to see if is correct. What did the Rava say? Wow. In other words, when can you return the money? Ah, so there's a ceremonial aspect to returning the money. It's not just like uh, that, that we need to see the money back in the bank account of the person who it was stolen from. It has to be done like a carbon, right? It has to be turned just like a carbon can only be done during the day. They're returning. the it has to be like an ashram. The returning of the money has to be done during the day, you get, or, or again, when you're giving the Gezel HaGer, right, Gezel HaGer goes through the Kohanim, so it has to be treated like a carbon. That's what the pasuk, the context of the pasuk is. There is nobody else. There is no heirs. So the kaddim get it during the day. If you do it at night, lo yatzah. chatsayin lo And just like a carbon can't be brought in pieces, obviously, right? It has to be brought as one whole animal. So it's to the money it can't be given in installments. It has to be brought like an animal, uh, in in one whole shot. My Taima, asham kari because it's like an asham. So this is the idea that it's li- that it's that the asham here means is referring to the money. Okay, and that's Rava's idea. So if that's the case, then we see that Ashim refers to the money. So therefore, Kshu Omer, Milvat Eil HaKipurim, Omer, Ashim Zek Right, and therefore, that is, um, so we said, wait a minute, what about Milvat Eil Kipurim? that aside from the ram of the, that sounds like, what? That it's saying that the Ashim is the Karen. That's the only way it makes any sense. Okay, as Rashi explains. So now in the sixth wide line, we say, Tanah Idah. We also have a price that supports this, supports Rava's idea, that ashram is referring to the money. And then zechomesh. The Mushav in the Pasuk is referring to chomesh. Gemara says maybe the ashram is referring to the chomesh. So now we're saying, wait a minute, okay, so ashram is the money. But is ashram the principal or is it the surcharge? Says the gemara, the mine of Kamina. What's the difference here? Says the gemara, me nisin. That would be our Mishnah. Would be arguing the non because we learned the Mishnah Right If we get, If paid the Karen and not the Chomesh Ain't a Me'akev That would be the question Right In other words, according to the suggestion that Ashram is referring to the Chomesh, then it would be Me'akev. Says the Gemara again. a In other words, in context, when you read the pasuk and you see the principle, right that he's returning the principle. And then that the fifth should be added to it. It's added to what? It's added to the usham, which is to say the fifth isn't what the ashim is. The fifth is what is added to the usham, And therefore the usham cannot be referring to the extra fifth, but rather to the principle itself. Oh. And another brisa with that regard, on usham Ashim's a Karen, hamushav is right? The Braissa says explicitly, the ashim is referring to the principle, the mushav is referring to the chomesh of kosum midaber. Oh, no, So, maybe that's what it's talking about, as we've just discussed, that it's referring to the concept of Gezel Agar, goes to Kohanim. Or maybe, or Eno Elo Hamushav's a kefel, uv again, neva sagar kos right? There's that distinction that if it's Geneva, you pay kefel. So, how do we know it's talking about Gezel and Khomesh and not Geneva and Kefel? Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? The Pusuk says, Chamishi uh, so. So, that extra fifth, is obviously not kefil, right? That, it's evident that the, the Pasuk is talking about money that's paid, but not about. Mishthal Berosh means that it can't, it's added to it, right? If it's kefil, it's like literally double, not added to it. So it's the main thing is the principle, and then there's a little added to it. That's the context that makes us realize that it's talking about not kefil, but Chomesh. So now, four lines up. So that din of Rava. What's his reasoning, says Rava that he can't return it at night or in pieces? Because Ashram Karya Rahmana, as we've said, this is just a repetition, right? So that din is one halacha of Ravah that says, because it's compared to a korban, it can't be brought back at night or in pieces. Another halacha of Ravah, Amarava, the Amarava, Gezel Kol Koin Lo so It's an amazing thing, as Rashi explains. Again, A guy stole from a ger, and then now the ger dies without any heirs. So now he has to give the money to the Kohanim. The Pasuk is saying that, okay? Now he has to give it to the entire Mishmar. Now let's say there's 20 dudes in the Mishmar, and he only stole like a dollar or whatever, and he doesn't have enough to give each one a Shavaprutta. He has to give something that's worth at least a Shavaprutta to each coin. So he's going to have to come out of his own pocket in order to make that up. Because it has to be an actual giving. My time, it has to be returned. Every coin has to have a meaningful. Hashavah. That's amazing. That's another halacha. So, to that, Boy Rava, wanted to know. That's a fascinating question. What be the Yadaya, as Rashi explains, had fewer people in it. So, what if you don't have enough because this mishmar is big, but the next mishmar has enough people? Do you, we make you pay now out of your own pocket or can you give it to the next Mishmar and not have to pay out of your own pocket? So, so the gemar, what do you mean? The, what's the case? So he's saying, if, in fact, uh, he's, it's Yidaya's turn to be on duty, then of course you're going to pay. So he says, obviously the case is, right now it's the Mishmar of Yerav. Yeho- so therefore, it's supposed to be Given to Yar Yarv, so the question is, can you still pay Yadaya? My, what's the halacha? Says, says the Gemara. Can you say, wait a minute? Since Yadaya is not here, and the people we're dealing with is a large mishmar of Yar Yarv, therefore it's as if Yadaya doesn't exist because you have to deal with who's ever in there now. Or maybe you will say because he only has five dollars in his pocket and he doesn't have any more. So maybe it was never intended to be yare yarev. It's it was basherit barry, right? Me It was always going to be to yadayo. Okay, amazing. So and Tosus points out one would be Makrev and the other would get paid. Do we know how we're going to go with this? We do not. Takeu. We're going to have to wait for Mashiach for that and for many other things to resolve. Okay. So six lines down. Byirava. You wanted to know also Kohan and Maush gezel ager keneged It's an unbelievable idea. This is let's say. Uh, um, Multiple uh, ge- gazelas going on, and money's coming to the kohanim. Can you trade if you're a coin mishmar with the other? Can you trade this incoming uh, gezel money like trading cards? Can you barter with it? Says the gemara, no, you cannot do that. So, so ask the what what's the analysis? Do we say it's like a carbon Ashram Can I get because you can't trade pieces of Corbanus, one from the other. That we know. That's disrespectful. So therefore it's same here. and cholkin gezalger, can I So the gezel should be the same. O Dilmah, Gezla mamonahu. Maybe you could say, no, this is money. Money is what you barter with. So do you treat it like a korban where you would never barter it, or money where you would? So, so the Gemara, Hadar Pashta, the Rava asked the question, but he actually also answered it. It says, asham Kari as you'd expect. They're learning the Pastik that it's like an ashram, and therefore you cannot barter with it. An alternative way is a more definitive way, Rvacha the Ravah. By the time Ravacha, Rava's son was giving shear, he didn't have this like self-questioning give and take. He just said it definitively. He said it explicitly, Kohanim, do not barter with Gezel time because it's called an Asham. So I guess we'll start tomorrow Be'zrat Hashem. the two dots, fourteen lines up from the top. Uh, Andrew will be very excited.